0: Welcome back to Conversations with Coco and Friends. I'm your host, Coco, AKA Katrina Smart. Every episode, I'll be having real conversations with the people who inspire me. We go deep and we go there. And I've got my girls with me. This podcast is co hosted by two of my friends who I happen to also work with. Cleo is a kick ass producer and a problem solver, and Pilar is an insane director and social media manager. We hope you enjoy these conversations as much as we enjoy having them. Many of us watched Tinder Swindler and were floored, taken aback by the wild way in which this guy manipulated woman after woman using tactics like, my enemies are after me. Baby, my enemies are after me and are tracking my cards. In order to swindle women out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. What if I told you that this story was all too familiar? What if I told you that we had a Tinder Swindler of our own in our lives, but he wasn't found on Tinder? But he did take one of my best friends and business partner for a hefty sum of money, using some of the most insidious ploys. What's worse, and similar to the Netflix situation, is he barely got a slap on the wrist. On today's episode, we talked to Hala, an incredibly smart and successful woman, on her Swindler story, with the hopes that we all learn something and prevent it from happening to another unsuspecting, trusting, and loving person. I hope you enjoy. So, guys, we are here with my partner in crime and business, Halla Rafferty. Hello, everyone. <laughs> We're trying this again because we tried it before, and it's an, it's an emotional story. So, ever since the Tinder Swindler, Tinder Swindler came out on Netflix, it kind of brought up some emotions in our young Halla. So, Halla, why did it bring up these emotions <laughs> inside of you? How did you meet your Tinder swindler. My swindler. Not <laughs> yeah, on Tinder. Not on Tinder. <laughs> for the,
3: for, make it a point. Not on Tinder. I am not on Tinder. So yeah, watching the Tinder swindler was very, it just gave me a lot of anxiety because I just, it's very hard to see people get so deceived, even though when you're an outsider watching the documentary. And I think the overwhelming response is how can the girls be so dumb? But they're not. But they're not. That's they okay. are not. They're not dumb. I that Kala
0: is not Dumb they are all. not dumb the, the imagination
3: yeah what it boils down to is the way a person can use manipulation especially emotional manipulation to get whatever they want out of a person and in this case in the, t- in the in the case of the tinder swindler it was money and in most swindlers it is it's about money so i share a similar story not the exact story my swindler had a very different approach because it was wholly face-to-face. So the gist of it is um, I moved to Toronto in 2012. I didn't know anyone. In 2013, I met somebody who I thought was charming and funny and kind, and he ended up stealing my identity, forging my name on several documentations um, for financial gain, and effectively lying about cancer for a great while so that I would forget about the swindle and I could care for him instead until I found out he was lying about cancer. He robbed me personally he robbed my identity um he made a ton of money out of me and my friends and the network that he was able to acqu- acquire through my social network and it wasn't until very late in the game did i finally realize the full extent of the of the fraud that's the gist movies. of it
0: <laughs> All this, uh, living with you and in love with you and planning life with you it
3: was a sleeping with the enemy situation for about three years wait and apparently. i was with him for four
4: Um, What were the initial traits that he had that
3: kind of captivated you? Humor. He had a great sense of humor. He was a lot of fun to be around. He was very lighthearted, always cracking a joke. Um, Deceptively kind, right? That was a big one. Deceptively generous in spirit and in anything else that he had, you know, even financially. He was very generous with the people around him. And it was easy to be generous in that nature because it was never his money, right? (laughs)
2: Literally, <laughs> he was really good at spending other people's money. <laughs>
3: he really was. Yeah. Um,
2: how long into the relationship did the swindle actually begin? Or did you realize that? Let's go. When did it start? And when did you? actually yeah, realize Yeah, no, it? I didn't
3: realize it in the beginning. Obviously, had I known it would not never happened. Um, I think it was about halfway through the relationship. I found out that he had that he had defrauded me. Um, but the first like official. Thing that he had did which was take out a credit line in my name happened 10 months after I moved in with him I didn't sense. know that at the time no not at all
4: so how did you at the, the first point where you where you realized you'd been swindled how did you
3: realize that
4: because there was, you said there was the 10 months but the first time you realized it was well after that
3: right so I was made aware that there was some fuckery being involved right like I like I knew that there was nothing there was something weird and I always say this if a man is funny about money, then you need to take notice and you need to watch more carefully. Mm-hmm. So he was always very funny about money. So he was really bad at the forgeries, to be honest. I mean, he had, he had taken a line of credit out on my name. The first one, at least. I have to specify because it was more than one. He had taken a line of credit out in my name. And we were living together. So he, but he still used our address. Our home address but he was intercepting the mail okay. so that i would never see it so and because i have such a demanding work schedule and he was a work from home dude you know it was easy for him to manage all the house and everything that went into it even down to grocery shopping he would do all of that so he would make sure to intercept the mail before i can get in and only leave me the mail that really pertained to me one day i came home he wasn't home i was walking my dog i just as i was grabbing his leash i took the keys to the mailbox because i was like why don't i just check the mail and i saw a statement there um from scotiabank in my name and first i thought it was like them trying to peddle credit cards on me and then i soon realized that no holy shit, this looks like an actual account that's open and there's a balance owing here so at that point First, I thought I'd been defrauded. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> someone stole my identity. I <laughs> oh wait, I was, it going, was going. that's true. Oh my god, facts based on facts. Wait a minute. <laughs> like, so, so I immediately called the fraud department of Scotia Bank, and I'm like, I, I've got this, and I don't know what's happening. And as soon as the words started coming out of my mouth, I then realized, oh, holy shit, I think I know who's behind this. And that's just report. based on yeah. his kind of shady ways previously that I, thought if, that I thought if someone was going to do this, yeah, it was going to be him. On that note... Cheers. Um, <laughs> t- cheers, everyone. Oh, no. I'm here Take just swigging Johnny Black by the bottle. There is no lie here. <laughs> no, if that's If we a were fact. Video, that's a fact. this is actually what's happening. Exactly.
1: We,
2: <laughs> we know the answers here, and I hate to bring this up because I know this process is traumatizing. Did you press charges, and can you kind of summarize that legal process to our listeners.
3: Yeah, so so this is, and this is the one thing that I really want to, like, I need to align with the girls in Tinder Swindler here because they were being defrauded for such a long period of time before they decided to take action against the guy, right? And it's because he used these tactics. The money's on the way. No, it's happening.
0: I love you and I care about you. I ask a thousand fucking times. I ask nicely.
3: And then he would show fake bank draft proof. receipts proof, proof right i would love that to have seen a exactly. template folder oh <laughs> like guys, really good at photoshop yeah
2: template. yeah so
3: i mean that guy's biggest investment was adobe Editor. Adobe. adobe. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, was, not not he, well, he was, was not questioning the subscription he i mean we have we have adobe
4: premium <laughs> editor That's how we know about this life <laughs> Paola does not like a subscription label, Nope. Paola anyway. is not I, about a subscription I life. I love a subscription. Except she does love Adobe Editor.
3: I do <laughs> love Adobe Editor. I love subscriptions as long as we use them. What I don't like <laughs> is realizing that we've been subscribing to something for years and we've never used it. Um, moving Hang on. Is that free trial, <laughs> man. I, you know? no, I was
2: going to say,
3: for context, I think
2: everyone listening needs to know that. Hella yeah. will forward everyone on our team the <laughs> subscription receipt at the end of the month, asking if we're still using. Every, are you still using minute. this? Just are you? That's all I need to Without know.
3: Without fail. I just need a yes or a no. If it's a no, fine. it's a yes, great. <sighs> anyway, moving on. So, so yeah, he was he was sloppy. I mean, we're we we're, we're talking about him as if he was like this master manipulator, fucking genius. He was he was sloppy and he was idiotic. But I just. It was, it was so beyond my realm of possibility that I wasn't aware about the possibility it could be fake documentation right. or fake emails. So he would send me email trails, but everything below that email trail is all fabricated, right? Like fake email addresses, fake. He would send me letters that were not real, you know, PDF edited letters. Um, so the question was, uh, when did I take action? It, it said, did you press, the question did was, I did I press you char- charges? Yeah, did I press charges? So I am a person of color. We don't like to go to the cops. <laughs> okay, we like to We handle, like managing and handling we like things. To, yeah, we like on to on. handle shit ourselves, right? So for me, going to the police was really the last resort. I did not want to do it. I tried very hard not to do it, and I gave him every opportunity to pay back the balances before it got to that point. It wasn't until Amex called me and alerted me to my spending power on my credit card And they said that that my spending power is being decreased, but it didn't make sense based on my history with them. So they have reason to believe my identity has been stolen. This was after I had broken up with him. Um, And this is after I had found out about all the fraud because I still gave him an opportunity to pay back all of it without having him go to jail or go through the legal problems. So I really gave him enough rope where he actually had to hang himself on. And so when... Amex called me and said, we have reason to believe that your identity had been stolen. I then realized that it was a lot more than I had. Mm-hmm. I was made aware of. When I called the credit union um, to pull my report, that's when I found out the full extent of the fraud, at which point I had no choice but to file a police report. So all of that fraudulent, those fraudulent lines of credit could have been expunged from my credit so that I could regain my score. So when I went to the police to file the report, the detective that did my intake and really it is all about who it's like the luck of the draw. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you can walk into Toronto police and they can care about it. They write the report, but nothing happens. Right. They just kind of drag their ass. This one detective who I owe so much to made it his mission Mm -hmm. to make sure that he pays because he was very upset about the whole story. But I just needed—I really just needed the police report to send to Scotia Bank so that they would remove mm-hmm. the debt from my credit. That was really the point. So my intention was never that he went to jail. My intention was never to end up in a courtroom, as we did, Coco, as you know. Why? It was never that. Why though? Do you think because you loved him, or or you just
0: didn't? You just didn't want that on your conscience, or?
3: Yeah, I just—you know. Money is easy come, easy go, right? And yes, the, the fundamentals, the principle of what he did, like it does justify imprisonment and, and some kind of consequence to his behavior. For me, I was just like, listen, you did it all because you're greedy, mm-hmm. all because money is your God, but it's not my God. So pay it back. And I will go away. And I never want to see you again. The difference is is that he did want to see you again. Yeah. (laughs) And and he never paid it back.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's that's
3: a thing. Like he knew I was aware at least of one of the lines, right? He knew I was aware of it. And he made it a point to fake. Here we go with the fraudulent activity to fake deposits and communication that he was he was closing the accounts and all of that stuff. So he he went through that trouble, but he couldn't pay the minimum. Interest balance. I mean, he didn't want to pay it to begin square. with. That's
4: why he like defrauded you. He wasn't trying yeah. to pay for anything. He wasn't
3: trying to, to begin b- with. Yeah. So, like,
4: giving someone that opportunity, well, like very gracious of you as as a human, yeah. and as a person, he we did it because
3: he didn't want to pay for it. There was also another thing that, and I know you probably all want to touch on this, is the shame involved when you've been scandalized Unless like that, just to go away. I would yeah. just I don't I didn't tell anyone. When did I tell you? You were the first to know, Coco. And yeah. I told you after I had left him completely, right. right. I didn't even tell you when I had found out.. Right. So it's there was I didn't want anyone to know because I felt dumb. I felt like I should have caught it. I felt like I knew better. I felt how could this happen to me? I mean, I'm a strong, mm-hmm. successful, mm-hmm. pretty smart, independent yeah. woman who has her own shit together and manages her own money. And here I am with a guy who has completely, Taken over my financial situation because he decided to rob me. And this is, and this is a man that I'm in a relationship with, who I'm living with, who sleeps next to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the, the, the the betrayal and the deceit is so beyond your imagination that you don't even want to believe that the intention was to swindle me. Yeah. That's what it is. I did not want to believe that he did not want to con yeah. me. But then I soon realized that that's his game. Mm-hmm. He, he marked me yeah. when he met me. Right. Even if he didn't think he was going to take me, he was a taker. And then he just moved on to me when he got desperate, Right. So he might not have identified me as someone he's going to con at the moment, but he quickly realized, yep, yeah, this is one of the I'm going to bring her into the fold.
0: You have to be careful because on social media after Tinder sw- Swindler, it's just that if I saw one more video of people, be, girls being like women being like, oh, I would never let that happen to me. And, mm. you know, it's the judgment that comes with it. It's It's easy to say that you would never let something happen to you but
3: once the man forms an emotional attachment right like there's that weird sense of romantic love right mm-hmm. that you have when when especially the the especially in a con man version right they have a lot of tactics to reel you in mm-hmm. they're very charming they're very loving they're very giving they try to giving they're very they try to spoil you all the time don't think for one second he didn't spend some of that money on me. Oh, he course. did, and he lived a, a lot of it. Like right, that
0: was high end. He knew nice yeah. things. It's like it's like the Tinder swindler with his jets. Not he was, it, it wasn't. The the Twitter 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 was like it yeah. wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. But but it was kind of like keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. And also, let's just like throw it down. He wasn't a
3: babe. No, he was so, no no like, no. Wait, wait, I just want to say this babe. right now. <laughs> He's fucking ugly. <laughs> okay. Not just he wasn't a babe. He is actually disgusting to look at. I am saying that for the record because he is. He is. They say hindsight is twenty (laughs) twenty.
0: What are some early indications that you were dating a swindler? For all of those out there, we want this
3: is a cautionary tale. Uh Mm -hmm. So, like key takeaways. Yeah, key Key takeaways. takeaways key takeaways is there are oftentimes he would go to a meeting, but I would never get the details of that meeting. So a person who doesn't want to elaborate on what they do professionally in a real way is a big, is a big red flag. Also, also somebody who cannot explain what they do in two sentences or one. Yeah. If you need, if you, if, if you ask someone, what do you do? And they say, Oh, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit (laughs) of that you're like (laughs) basically very little of this and a shit ton of that bad stuff that you cannot tell anybody. Right. So someone who can't properly articulate what they do for a living, someone who has large amounts of money without an explanation, right. Because he had extreme, extreme displays of wealth at some, at some periods, someone with unexplained mood swings, right. Because what you have with a swindler or a con man is highs and lows, right? It's a feast or famine situation. So when they're making a big hit or or a big kill, then they have a ton of money to burn. And then they dip, right? They don't have a lot of money to burn. So then they kind of go silent and they recluse and they get angry because they can't spend. And then they start to be just agitated, you know? So a lot of the behavioral stuff. And for me, when I look back on it, um, when somebody fights with their closest friends, but they cannot tell you why or what was the fight about, or they don't want to get into it. That's shady right there. I'm not saying he's stealing your identity or she's stealing your identity. I'm saying they're doing something that you're not allowed to know, or they don't want you to know. And you better make it your fucking business to know, right? Because if they can, if, if, if Cleo and I have an argument, we -hmm. can go and tell you all, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's open Mm field, we can share in it. Mm -hmm. But when they can't, you cannot tell your closest person, About the details of an argument. And you know there's a rift between the friendships, right? Or you know there's a rift between people or between him and someone else. But he's not giving you the deets? Big red flag.
4: When you guys were together, what did he do that made you feel like he was trustworthy? Or also, how did he regain your trust after it had been broken?
3: Never regained my trust after it had been broken, even though I faked it, right? Right. So, just for the sense of like keeping peace and like trying to work on the relationship, I faked the the regaining of the trust, but it was never never um never repaired. Um, he was extremely doting,
1: yeah.
3: extremely, you know um, he was basically a wealthy house husband if the wealth was his own, right? Mm-hmm. He was always. He was always cooking and he would make sure I was well taken care of and he would shower me me with gifts and massage my feet at night and, you know, be great to my dog. And he was just, he was very loving as an
0: individual. Also as like someone who works a lot and who's like a high powered businesswoman a lot of men are intimidated by that mm-hmm. and he wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. he, he fit that role that you needed mm-hmm. and a lot of men can't do that. Mm-mm. So it satisfied that itch within you. Mm-hmm. Of course you want that to be true.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I you know, my um, in, the, in the relationship, <laughs> Katrina and I were forming Halo and, um, and, and he and I were fully together at the inception of Halo actually. Uh, and he was our biggest mm-hmm. cheerleader, okay. our biggest champion. You know, he was just always, but it was his own personal agenda, right? He wanted us to be successful because the more more I was successful,
2: the more he was successful. Exactly. Who
3: knew? Yeah. Nobody. You know, what's shitty. And this is what I think. I think that when we, when we like a guy or a person, any person, we like someone and we tend to not care what other people think about them. Right. We don't listen to other people's advice because we know our hearts the most and we will choose what makes us happy if you're in a situation where unanimously <laughs> unanimously like we're talking like across 99. the board 99.9 <laughs> percent of the people who come across the person that you have chose to be intimate with and are like oh yeah i mean really? yeah like a red flag
4: red Take flag guys notes.
3: it's hard Take to notes. listen but listen i listen now yeah i do
2: rewinding back do you feel that the initial time that you met him that he kind of targeted you or was it something
3: that grew over time i think that the day he met me he didn't target me okay i think that six months into it if not less yes he had he had identified me as someone he could take
2: what made you feel that way on the initial meeting and then six months later
3: because in the initial meeting, it was still, like, easy and fun and light, right? So I met him, and and it was just a, it was like a cute meet, meet cute, meet cute, meet cute. Meet cute. It was a meet cute, you know. Um, the next day, we went out as a group of friends. We had a great summer day, and, you know, on the be- on the water. I mean, it was still, we were still getting to know each other. I don't think, I don't think he was like, yeah, that's my next yeah, mark. Yeah. Casual. But- I think he was still exploring. I think he had a lot of marks in play at the time. So he wasn't really focused on me until he was like, wait, there's something here. The yeah.
2: mind of a con man. That needs to be a series. Yeah. yeah.
3: I know that. And I, and I remember the change. I remember, I remember having a conversation where it clicked into him that, oh, wait, I can take her. Um, Do tell. He was buying a, a an investment condo. On Ossington and uh, he was going into it pre-construction and he was looking for, I think he wanted it or he had it, but he w- couldn't make the payment, something like that, right? And so he was going to his buddy to go in on it with him. And then I get like, we're out and he's like, you know what, H- Hala, I realized something. Like I was waiting for his friend to let me know if he can go buy into this condo with me, but I think that we should buy it together. And I, that was the moment. Because he ended up taking that money and mm. spending it elsewhere. And I just never even had the condo.
0: But also and as I, like a woman, you're there with the guy you love. You're like, how romantic.
3: Yeah. We're going to wow, buy an investment to condo it. together. It me over his friend yeah. who was. Yeah. yeah. And go. I'm like, well, this is great. I'm I'm totally down to buy an investment, like a condo for, as an investment. <clears throat> and we could do it together and it'll be fine. And so I handed him the money and I said yes. And I remember saying yes. And then he was really gung ho on needing that money right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's another red flag. Right. So it's like they ask you for the money, but if you're that wealthy, you can. Like, there's a lot of you know bridges that yes. you can wait for, and so, and so he was. So I said yes, but the next day he's like, With "Can money. you send me the money?" And I'm like, "Oh, we needed to do it like now." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, we need to do it now." And so I remember sending him the money right away, and that was the first time that I can identify. As like him, like looking at me face to face, because everything else he did, he did behind my back by stealing my identity. But this is the first time he took a sum of money from me face to face, knowing full well what that meant. And then he then forged the signature on the sale of the condo and kept all the money, forged my signature.
2: It burns.
0: You're one of the smartest people I know. So being swindled has nothing to do with your level of
3: intelligence. Mm. That was
0: a hard lesson, though. I didn't know that. Why do you think you didn't listen to your
3: gut? 'Cause I listened to my heart.
4: <laughs> so there's lots of language around um like love bombing and narcissists and swindlers.
3: Oh. Did you have
4: an experience with love bombing? Oh yeah,
3: that was his that was his main tactic. Love bombing was his game, his MO, for sure. It got to a point though where it was almost suffocating. So about into year three, I was done. And that's what upset me so much. Like I I knew halfway through, as soon as I found out clearly about the about the fraud that I didn't want to be with him long-term. Like I I knew in my gut at that point, like very deeply that this was not the person for me. I took marriage off the table. I took buying a property, like our forever home off the table. I took, I put an IUD in real quick, you know? (laughs) I mean, there was a lot of things that I did in order to make sure that I wasn't going to be tethered to this guy Mm -hmm. long-term. But I- fucking stuck around also
0: knowing your personality like and back then and knowing you your attitude towards him totally changed and i was like what's happening <laughs> like you going i could tell you kind of hated him oh yeah but like you were staying with him and i'm like this is yeah. fucking awkward bro <laughs> like, and I at remember, that point you didn't know no i didn't know yeah, you saw no on. one i just you, i just felt like you hated him and mm-hmm. i remember being we were in paris and um i, I will never forget this dinner he wanted to order something and she's like, you're ordering this? And I'm like, okay. And then, <laughs> and she's like, and he's like, well, but she's like, just enough. Okay. Like, he, like cut him off. Like, yeah. just wanted, like, you know, when someone hates yes. someone,
3: like we like and Jimmy acid. Were like, yeah. Ah, you know, it's like, it's like it, <laughs> I got to no a point. point you knew. Yes, yes. <laughs> no one knew, so, but they knew. I just got God. to a point where I'm like, stop fucking pushing me and yeah, stop taking from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I knew but just, that. But because we, we
0: weren't about talking it. about it. I'm just, I was just You're like, why is that so awkward? <laughs> this yeah. like pudgy, funny guy, why are we being mean to him? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we're in bed? Oh, now <laughs> we know. It's awkward. Now we know. Well, obviously, Jimmy and I are fighting like cat's dogs, anyways, <laughs> well, <laughs> A little, little spotlight off Absolutely. here. You're like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. I said, other, yeah. other people aren't getting along. That's
3: perfect. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, he can. And so, and this is what this is what the Tinder swindler did, and and I feel like they explained it really well. It's like this: when the guy shows like their tears, their vulnerability, their pain, you know, in in the documentary, their enemies, he, their their enemies, enemies. The, the the fight, yeah. you know, their I was, there was an actual story where when I had found out that he had he had defrauded me, or frauded me, defrauded me, I don't know what defrauded me, um, where he said like. I they I will get harmed. They pulled a gun out on me. You know, Who like they? the people, my Peter? enemies. Yeah, Peter from Oh my God, <laughs> oh my God it is it's yes. Peter. So, Peter from Tinder Swindler. So and then you're like, no, you like you don't want it. You want to save that our flight. You you want to save them from that harm, right? Like even though they're harming you yeah. in such a deep emotional almost irreparable way if you don't actually address it but you still are this like bigger person and mm. we we tend to be the natural caregivers so we're like no we want we're gonna i'm gonna sacrifice my own comfort yeah for your own oh my god I, for yours I,
0: different very different situation for me but i just had someone that was cheating on me a lot and would get like blackout drunk so he wasn't like swindling me he was, well, he was swindling me in a different, different way, way. Yeah. but he would always like go fucking missing and i'd be like oh my <laughs> fucking god like You're like i've lost you, you know like, and and so like out of my soul like worried about this person and when i knew <laughs> it was over i'd be like he'd be like you gotta call the cops they can't fight i'm like what <laughs> i'm like and when I could sleep, knowing that maybe he'd come home, and maybe not. Yeah, sleep, That's doing. Yeah. It's that like, over. Gonna, I have no soul anymore. <laughs> I mean, like, no, like, I, don't I don't care. This, I don't this, care. That's don't the know. key yeah, takeaway. So true. When it's someone's like,
3: actually, don't care if you die right now. I'm <laughs> like,
4: exactly. So that's the key takeaway. When <laughs> they're fine. like, my enemies are coming to kill me. You could be like, <laughs> die, bitch.
3: Exactly. Be like, <laughs> die. Tell I your enemies to call you. Call me. I'll show them where you are. I'll pour some out for the homies. be at the funeral applauding. you are be like, babe, drop a pin. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think this leads
2: us to (laughs) the tactic of gaslighting.
3: Oh and we really
2: need our listeners to know the signs of being gaslit and how you can get yourself out of that situation.
0: Say, like, thank you to the language now because there's yes. all these words love bombing. <laughs> Look, if I knew that back then, I'd oh. be like, okay, okay love 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 you. red flag <laughs> or gaslight. gaslight. I, I thought I
3: was jo- going batshit fucking oh, crazy. No. You're like, I'm crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> you stop playing game with me now. Stop you acting listen to me listen to me you're gonna give it today you don't understand where the fuck you're going (laughs) am (laughs) I the drama (laughs) am I the drama
0: is it me am I the drama I don't think I'm the drama maybe I am am I the villain I don't think I'm the villain
3: I'm not you're not you are not (laughs) oh gaslighting is the fucking right there at the top of the list for any con man Mm -hmm. any any scam artist and any swindler They are master manipulators, and gaslighting is their number one tactic. Gaslighting, as we all know, when you say something, that is obvious, and they act like you're fucking crazy for saying it. Like, how could you go there?
4: You literally have a picture of them dicking someone down, (laughs) and and they are like— but I see me? it's a picture you of you. They're like, or it's, it's not picture.
3: me. Actually, that just happened to me. <laughs> Do you believe me or the video? <laughs> I'm like, I believe well, the fucking video. Yeah, The footage is here. <laughs> you, you can't fully
4: entirely Photoshop the video. Yeah, you, I know we've spoken about yeah. There's phone. an app for that. <laughs> there is an app for it. Do you believe me or the video? <laughs> you like, I mean, the video. Think about
2: that for a second. No, it's the post you know? self-internalization. You're like, You're like, wait. But maybe I didn't
3: see that. Okay, because it's very easy, especially when it comes to money, for the man to turn it around and be like, oh, now all you care about is the money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so and the now you are putting a you? dollar amount on our love. Right. Yes. You stole my motherfucking money. I, <laughs> my I mean, should I at some point? 30,000 30, about right. Sound. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so gaslighting, especially when it comes to uh, w- when it comes to the other person's financial gain, when, when you're they're in an emotional relationship with you, when I would, when I would bring it up and be like, what? So now all of a sudden you're only about the money and you're like, well, I'm in debt over here. Yeah. You're like, the, the money you spent of thousands yeah. of dollars. So what are you going to do about that? Right. Right? So, I mean, I don't want it to be about the money, but you made it about the money. You're the one who brought money into the story. I didn't. But then you trying so to make it, like... So now I'm going to feel bad what? about bringing it up and making it a thing. I have to make it a thing. You made it a thing. It's, it's illegal. Went. It's actually a felony. Yeah. Not it's, just illegal. So it's a felony. It's not a misdemeanor. Who, me? Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs>
0: like, so It's like a friend um, who said that they got... Um, she got chlamydia, and she got it from uh, a, like...
3: A lake. Because she didn't want to buy her boyfriend was kidding. Her boyfriend no, said wait, you got it from the this
4: lake. It's real. <laughs> from, a, sorry. I'm sorry. From like a lake like that, with water? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like an, Llamydia, a, like, not an ocean, <laughs> yes. but a lake. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what yeah. lake are you
0: going in, babe? The lakes are murky, you know. Lake
4: chlamydia. Exactly. exactly. Ah, where you exactly.
0: can get chlamydia. Aqu- aquamarine life. <laughs> Many swindlers start with small favors and continue to increase their demands what was something that you dealt with
3: yeah so for him he was very he used many tactics and inserting himself into my social circle was the biggest because i think he understood that there was opportunity beyond me which was i don't know hurt the i don't know what was the most most hurtful to be honest with you i mean it all hurt um But I could take it. I just didn't want anyone around me to experience that from him because I didn't want to be responsible for that. Right. So looking back, he would be very upset if I had an event and he wasn't included. He would be very upset if I went to an event and he was not his he was not my plus one. It got to the point where I felt like I was trapped, like I couldn't do anything because he was always there, like Everyone would call him the gnome, like, you know, the gnome, the garden gnome oh, yeah, that just sticks yeah. up out of nowhere, you know? But always there. Yeah, but he's always <laughs> there. And so they would. the ongoing joke amongst so many people were like, where's the gnome? Because, like, he would fucking just show up be like, hey, guys. And but he was just always, and that was a control thing that he used, right? So the small things that he asked me for were always by way of access, you know? And then there was a time where he went to Miami with the boys And he didn't have any money to go to Miami. So he asked, and this was after, like I knew that he was, that there was a lot of fuckery going on. And he asked to borrow money. And that's the first time I've ever told him no. And I would always say yes whenever he needed anything. It was always a yes. And I said no, but he ended up stealing my money. I was going to say,
2: how did he respond in In that moment? He ended
3: up taking it anyway.
2: Was he angry, though? He's,
3: he's like, bitch, I asked you. Yeah, yeah. Now you're not going to take it double. It was a courtesy. No, no. Then at that point, he's like, you said I could take 50K. And then he's just you like, yeah. And, and then he's like, well, I thought we share everything. They're <laughs> like laughing their asses off right now. They're like, I thought, I thought <laughs> <you're> like, <laughs> I've everything that yours is mine and mine is yours. I'm like, motherfucker, you not have today. nothing. Not you, no, Miami you actually because... have nothing. Everything you have is mine. Yeah. <laughs> What's mine is yours. Nothing, What's mine is it mine. It's not your interchangeable. Feet, it's-, <laughs> it's absolutely
4: not. No. God damn, god damn! Um, one of the issues is that many of the women who are swindled by their Tinder swindler, <laughs> Jesus, that's too many die. words. Yeah. Discussed was the um, the presentation of their own personal wealth, giving them the impression that the person is good for the money. Mm-hmm. So, was your Tinder swindler particularly yes.
3: generous? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I, he was. When I met him, he had a flashy car, he had a boat, he had a house, he had. All of, nothing was his. Right? How did he give you that perception, though? Like, if nothing was his, and how, like, how? Because he drove it. He drove the car. I went visited his house, mm-hmm. and I was on his boat. Right. So like it was, and then so, and every time we'd go out for Check dinner or drinks, he would pick up the tab. Yeah, right. It's not like you're asking for the car note. You're like, yeah. Uh,
0: excuse me. <laughs> like, you're like, show I, me. Yeah, exactly. Prove it. Exactly. Proove Proove it. Exactly. it. License Proove and it. registration. Yeah. What <laughs> <Yeah>. are <laughs> so we doing now? License and <laughs> registration, please. Can I photograph that? I'm I run your plates tomorrow. <laughs>
4: I mean, you probably should at this point based on everything.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I have a lot of. Yeah, there are things I watch out for now, you know, uh, uh, naturally, uh, naturally. Make sure his name is on the credit card that he's using to buy your shit. Why don't you just take a look at his credit card and make sure his name is on it? Just that alone will tell you. Or how many credit cards does how many credit cards do you all have? I have two. I
4: have three. I have one. Okay. If the.
3: Fucker has twenty credit cards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah he,
0: like, exactly. Per- opens up a xylophone. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like one of those old like CD <laughs> yeah.
3: cases, right? It's like those old business card files, right? Yeah, it's yeah. oh like wait, a what am i going with today. If, if the guy has more credit cards than anything else, then there's a th- that's a big red flag. Yeah, it means he's overextended in every direction. Mm-hmm. And if Sorry. he has tons
0: and tons of cash, that's another issue.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was another thing. He was liquid a lot, right? Mm. So like. You know, he didn't want to put things on his card. He would come out in cash. So basically, if he's not a drug dealer. If he owned a strip club, I would understand that. Exactly. He didn't own anything, not even his house. (laughs) Never mind the strip club,
2: honestly. (laughs) We won't go there. Hala, did you notice odd behaviors regarding his personal relationships? You did touch on that, actually. But what about his family Mm. dynamic as well?
3: Yeah, there was always this weird aura of things that were never said, you know? Like, nothing really added up in its entirety. And I know that I, I, and even now for me, I come from the school of thought where any man I meet today, I'm not too interested in his past. Like, I look at it from now into the future. But you don't know what you're going to get if you don't understand where he's been or she's been or they've been. So I think my biggest thing is don't make the present, don't make the past your present and your future with the person that you're with. But make sure that you're aware of the details of the past and make sure that all those details line up from everybody who was involved. Because if you're not getting the right story, then there's something that you need to be looking at.
2: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which
0: I remember you saying that your family didn't approve of him. I never. remember that. Do you
3: think you would listen to their thoughts now, I or do. do you think
0: you wouldn't trust their judgment regardless? I do
3: all the time. At this point, I told, well, I told you, Coco and Jimmy, and I told my brother Tarek that I will never ever be with someone who didn't sign off on the person I'm dating. I'm just, Period. I don't, I don't care how much I love them. It is hard
0: though, I have to say, like because it's true. People judge your relationship regardless because yep. you know you want you want to be you want the person that you love to be with the best person best case scenario so even now i'm highly protective of her and the people mm-hmm. that she brings around only because like i know what's happened in the past not to her judgment just based on like a, you Experience. can't fuck with the fam right yeah. but i i do understand sometimes that being a little bit annoying
3: okay wait so i'm very a- trusting even now like i don't even under- it's like i should have learned my lesson and i've learned a lot of lessons but i'm still but I have
4: a follow-up question on this. Because I know, like, obviously the innermost details of this story. So what did you feel about him? And also we know that, like, Jimmy hated him from jump. So, like, explain. <laughs> can you talk about that, though? I feel like it's kind of interesting because you're her closest friend. You didn't know. He didn't know. Nobody knew, which is fine. But I, you were divided.
0: Yeah. Like You know what? One thing that, that just kind of came to me, when we were younger, a friend of mine um, had this guy... Around that was older than us and he would do kind of the exact same things that um, your guy would do and it was like over the top nice so the thing about your guy is that he was over the top nice like always like you know including me and bringing me in the things that you would think that you would want for a partner right so initially I'm like yeah he's so nice but then sometimes I'm just like a little too nice. Like that was yeah. like the trigger. Yeah. It's almost
3: disingenuous. Yeah. Like, almost, like what's his angle? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, are you never in a bad mood? Are you always up to party? Like, are you, and then the, the, the popping up thing, although Jimmy is like <laughs> my, like part of my body. <laughs> it, it was that kind of thing where, because it's the mood never changed and it was always kind of like, their happy puppy dog. It's like, okay, you're kind of, like, a little bit annoying, right? Mm -hmm. And then when her mood changed to him, my mood changed, like, completely. Yeah,
3: Right? Was there a point in time where you had said, are you debating, like... You know what the hardest part about, like, when you leave somebody who nobody liked is then they come and tell you, everyone tells you, yeah, he wasn't great for you anyway. Right. Like, well, you could have told me that four years ago or three years ago or two. It's hard. I was careful with
0: that because people like to my choices Mm -hmm. always say that. So, so I don't, you're
4: being empathetic. You're like, "Mm."
0: yeah, I'm not going to do that because I know what that feels like. It doesn't feel good. Right. Mm -hmm. And knowing that that her family hates him too. And I'm just like, sometimes
3: you need a friend to be like a safe friend space. Yeah. To your choices. Mm -hmm.
4: (laughs) Did you ever Google your swindler?
3: Yes, I did. when I first met him and that's another red flag, some do with no social presence that's a problem
4: no no digital footprint
3: like no no LinkedIn no IG nothing nothing I mean he has IG it was private or it was very very vague like it was not there was nothing that really that really showed anything right and I think that that's now a red flag for me Mm -hmm. you know anyone who's discreet on that level without being like you know with massive generational wealth that needs to be discreet that you know about because, you know, you've just been inducted into the Illuminati. Like, okay. (laughs) Well, that was the Swindler's perfect thing is that Mm
0: -hmm. that he was a billionaire family and all those people are hyper-private. So it's like a really good... Great cover. But he was
3: also very, very visible on social media right Right. like he he i mean it goes both ways you have someone who's incredibly discreet and you think that's nice Mm -hmm. right because look someone who values their privacy because they don't want to be a show-off um but then but also the fact that he didn't want to be a show-off on on his digital presence did not match his real life activity where Mm -hmm. he was nothing (laughs) but a Mm show-off so that didn't that also didn't match up right so it needs to it just needs to make sense You talked about,
0: um, it kind of touched on how you got called by Amex about your credit. How did it, in the end, impact your credit and your finances? What was the blowout? The the blowout
3: was, I mean, thankfully, um, not, not severe for me. Thankfully, it happened very swiftly. Because what I immediately did was I hired a very great lawyer. And this detective who did the intake in Toronto Police made it his mission. And one of his buddies was a huge guy at scotia bank who was able to go into my file once i submitted the police report they eradicated me of any of the debt that came through the the identity theft so my credit score was adjusted within three months mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it didn't it wasn't a big blowout in that sense but there was that like that feeling because we're incredibly liquid in general like you know Um, And we don't use credit. We don't use our credit lines. We don't extend our credit. We don't do any of that. Like we don't borrow because I have a thing about debt. I think Mm -hmm. Coco, you too. So Coco and I, we don't have this thing where we don't want to get into the red at all, ever. So we try to keep it above par. So my credit score, even though it was horrible for like four four or five months, I didn't need it. So Mm -hmm. it didn't affect whatever whatever it was that I was trying to do. But I can imagine how it would be very detrimental to someone else who went through the system without all the help that I got. Right. Because it could have taken six months to a year. So another thing that everyone needs to be aware of, and you might ask me this question, is about TransUnion and Equifax. Mm -hmm. Right. So TransUnion and Equifax. Are the two credit agencies that monitor your credit and anytime you go in for a house, going for a credit card, going for a loan, going for anything, the company will run one of two credit scores from either Equifax or TransUnion, right? There is a subscription. There you see I fucking subscribed.
0: So
3: there can is
4: subscribe.
3: a there's a credit score monitoring service that both of them use. That I quickly signed up for as soon as I realized my identity had been stolen on the U.S. and the Canadian side. You have to do it both because he had my social security number because I'm an American citizen. Even though he used my Canadian credit card, I needed to make sure he didn't rob me in America. So I have them both set up in both countries. And so every month I get a report on my credit score. And it's either no news is good news or there's been activity. And as soon as there's been activity, I click on that right away.
4: So... Obviously, it's not uncommon for partners to share their finances. So what are some of the ways that people can differentiate between who they can trust with their money and who they
3: can't? So I'm super old school, <laughs> Middle Eastern and all. I have now adopted this. Your money is our money and my money is my money. <laughs> so, so I and that's not a one size fits all solution for a lot of women. I understand that. I think that if as a female, If you are in a position where you can open up your bank accounts right in front of your significant other, then your significant other should be able to do the same thing. I think that you need strong visibility into each other's financial situations before you merge finances. And then at that point, everyone is informed and educated as to how much they're willing to risk for the other person. Okay. A lot of people go into a relationship knowing they're going to be the breadwinner. A lot of women go into a relationship knowing they're going to be the breadwinner and they understand that dynamic and the guy understands that dynamic. But that does not mean that the man can hide his money right. and the woman has no exactly. visibility into that money if the man has full visibility into hers so it needs to be equal visibility and then you guys can decide how to merge whether that's by adding each other to each other's accounts or having just one joint account and you guys keep your own accounts but i i do believe money should be shared i mean why else do we make it Right. I do. My relationship with money just because of this experience has not changed at all. I want to spend it on the people I love. I want to share it with the people I love. I don't want to hold on to it. I don't want to hide it under a mattress. I don't care to like just hoard it. Right. Like I still want to spend it and have fun with it because that's the reason why I make money. And I just need him to not rob me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think the key thing you said there is transparency. I think as women, we're not as open about money. We don't talk about it enough. When we're kids, it's not drilled into us the way it is with boys. And because of that, there's a fear around money and we don't have the language around it. So I think that that point that you made about understanding each other like wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. both of the accounts, the good and the bad, then you can make those decisions. It's not just like, okay, open it up, let's go. Like, Let's take yeah. all of your sins of the past and let's do it. Mm-hmm. It's just knowing it's informed consent. Money is
3: the hardest conversation to have with your partner, right? Because you don't want it to be about money. You feel dirty. It feels, it, it feels like, like it, materialistic. Yeah. It feels superficial. It feels, but uh, the reality is money makes the world go round mm-hmm. and right. we yeah. need money. All of us need money to do all the things that we want to do. And so you need to get comfortable being able to talk about money With your partner. And if you're not, that's a big problem in and of itself.
0: I even had a situation today that I was talking to you guys about. And I needed to, from my investment, I needed to pull some of the money out. Because it's just not making any money. Mm -hmm. And it's been there for a really long time. And I'm like, it's kind of like a safe thing. But it's like now actually kind of losing money. It's actually stupid. Really (laughs) stupid. But I really like the guy that I invested with like seven years ago. And he's really sweet. And I was like terrified to tell him that like I'm going to pull out some of my investment. And I was like, literally, it gave me full-blown anxiety. Yeah. I'm like, that's my full money. That yes. That's own my actual money. money. It's your own. It belongs I know. to you. I know. I'm like, I'm going to disappoint him. What if me taking it out impacts what he does with his kids this summer? Like, literally, I went down this yeah. rabbit hole, and that's just not okay. No,
3: that's not okay. You need to be able to. I admire, and I still have problems with this. I admire women who are so bold about mm-hmm. it, Right. It's like, they're so bold about, like, Riri's song, Bitch Better Have My Money, (laughs) is like my dream anthem. (laughs) Like, I want to own that anthem, but I can't because that's not me, but I really want to. I just secretly want to put it, like... In, in
4: embedded in invoices somewhere where no one can see it but like secretly it's just like hashtag bbhm but you would only find it if it was like uh where's waldo situation you're like what is that i love
3: that a bbhm tax i know my my niece her name is Nor. she's she's young but she's fierce and she has this attitude about it that i just wish i can emulate you know just and just right just straight up you know Black and white, and I just kind of feel like, yes, I don't know what your mother taught you, but I wish my mom did. And it goes back to, like, men have no problem mm. speaking up for... No, oh, Men have no problem taking your money, <laughs> spending and advocating. We're gen-
0: generalizing money. here. Not yeah, no, all. Sorry, sorry, no, 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 all, no.
3: All. I but, I take that back completely. Uh, we're not sorry if spe- we're not
4: talking about you. If you're not a man who swindles, then this doesn't apply.
3: Yeah, yeah. And the, <laughs> in, <laughs> yes, right, wrong. yes. Yes. Wrong. yes that That's bar, in story in the case here. of this Sarah story, is, this man had no problem. Um Halla,
2: can you please discuss? I know we touched on this in the beginning, but I wanna get into it
3: about the shame felt
2: around being swindled.
3: Yeah. It, deeply. It was the the shame was deep and dark. Um it came from first it was denial. Like there's no way that this was done to me maliciously. Um I did not want to come to terms with the fact that I was a Mark and that, and like, I, I made up a thousand excuses as to why he did this to me. None of which had anything to do with his major psychological deficiencies. Right. Um, I felt like, okay, he just needed it. He was in a bad space. He was in a pinch. He was too ashamed to say he was broke. Like all of those things. Right. Um, When the reality is He's a pathological liar, and he's a sociopath, and he's a a cheat and a thief, right? Mm -hmm. That is the core of what his personality embodies. And it took me so long to get to that point. So the shame that I felt was I entrusted my heart and my life into someone that was incredibly deceitful. And because I did everything for love against what everyone was telling me to do, I didn't want to tell them I failed. I didn't want to tell them my decision was Mm -hmm. absolutely wrong.
2: And I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like you almost had this mentality of like, I can fix the situation yeah. before I tell someone else. Mm. Yeah. That's why you have a solution. solution. Yeah. So like, no, I tried to deal with it, it. tomorrow. I'll I didn't I'll even do-
3: go to the cops. I didn't go to the cops until I until Scotia Bank told me I had to go yeah. in order for the for the credit lines to be eradicated. When that was erased is there was one thing about him not being able to tell me he was broke and taking the money because he was too ashamed to tell me. But when the guy looked at me in the eyes and boldface lied to me Mm -hmm. about having cancer and needing radiation treatment, and then he proceeded to allow me to care for him during his fake radiation stint, that for me? You would think that it was the... You you think it was the fraud. No, it's not the money. You think it was the money part that got me to never talk to him again. I did not go to the cops until six months after I found out about the fake cancer. So the day I realized that he had lied to me about cancer, and this was like on day day 15 of 15 days of radiation. And so I realized that we are on our way to the fucking hospital and there's no radiation treatment scheduled. And that's it's because what,
0: it's Easter because, because it's cancer Easter. doesn't happen on Easter. Not, not, not Makes, on Good Friday.
3: Perfect. No. Not on, the not on Good Jesus Friday, died. not on Holy Sunday.
0: Yes. No, so Jesus cancer no. today. Jesus
3: died
4: today. So everyone else has <laughs> no cancer on this date. <laughs> <laughs> cancer is <Yeah>.
0: canceled. <laughs> so, my man, my man let you get in the Uber with him to take him to Princess Margaret. <laughs> That's right. He must have Knowing. been shitting himself. That's
3: exactly Like, what actually.
0: That Uber driver must have been like, wait, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's <laughs>
3: happening? <laughs> yes. No he, was like, good he was practice? looking at me in the rearview mirror like, like, Ma'am? like his knuckles were white. He's like, he "Do I take you to the exactly police station right now?" <laughs> what was going on? Yeah, and it I would have canceled all my Uber trips after that. that. i like, "I'm staying." Yeah, it was that moment where I realized that his ability to deceive and lie was so ingrained in him that this is how far he would go. That for me was the camel, the straw that broke the camel's back. What it, it should have been is the day I checked the mail, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the shame. That's the shame. The shame is looking back retrospectively and realizing when you should have cut it versus when you actually cut it. And so it's like, I could have spared myself two years, over two and a half years, had I just listened to myself Mm -hmm. back then. But here I am in an Uber, right in front of Princess Margaret Cancer Center, going into a radiation treatment. That wasn't happening. That does not even have an appointment, right? And meanwhile, I am... Fully believing that dude might die on me. And that's more important than the money he swindled out of me. And so I still stayed the bigger person up until that moment. That was the day I cut him out of my life. And that was the day I chose never to speak to him again. But that's what it took. And that's not okay. And so anyone who's listening, don't let it get to that point. The minute you find out that something is wrong and just does not sit well, do your investigation and find the strength to walk away. Eh? And don't be afraid to do your investigation, even if it means you have to fucking face ID him in a sleep.
0: Baby, my enemies are after me.
3: <gasps> Swindle a swindler. <laughs> Friends, check those messages. Check those emails. Have you or will you ever learn to trust again? I think that I used to give trust mm-hmm. and respect mm-hmm. before. And I think what's changed for me is now you have to earn it, as opposed to me just giving it. And I don't know if I'm happy about that or if I think that's the wisest place to be. But I guarantee anybody, I'm up for the same challenge. I will earn your trust if you're willing to earn mine. Thank you so
0: much for sharing this really intimate story with us with the hopes that you can save somebody else from this situation. I know it's not easy and I know it's scary to be vulnerable. So we really appreciate it. And I know our listeners appreciate it, too. So thank you.
2: Coes, you know what to do. Rate this podcast five stars on Apple and don't forget to follow us on Spotify. You can continue keeping up with our adventure on the gram at Coco and Co. That's C-O-W-E. Now go tell your friends about it.